Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Chris from that station. Welcome to YouTube. Check out our, our channel. Make sure you like and subscribe. And welcome to Studio J presented by Come Here and See. And look who's here. It's Grace Potter. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm so excited. You actually are still living in your hometown. Yes, I am. I feel like that's got to be rare. It is, but I also, I did the journey. Like, I went yeah. away and then came home. Uh, and, you know, Vermont, like, whenever anybody hears about Vermont, they get all glossy-eyed. Yeah. Like, oh, and it is that. But, you know, when you grow up there and working it's, in the service industry there, yeah, you know, I was I was ready to not be waiting tables and painting houses for right. a little while. And then yeah, I came Vermont, back. It's a beautiful country. I love it. I grew up in western Massachusetts, so I've been through Vermont a few times. It's a very, what western Mass is basically. Same thing, right? Yeah, it is. It's like yeah. the, the cool teenage sister that comes back on yeah. the weekends. How did you find music? I think as, it was in terms always, of becoming an artist. Yeah, I mean, m music in Vermont was a, a not necessarily a limited stage because we right near Montreal, we yeah. have Boston, but for me, music was not something I wanted to study. It was just something I wanted to do. Yeah. I was good at it, and right away, I found as a middle child that I got more attention when singing than when speaking or dancing or acting or. Um, throwing a tantrum on the floor. So music became a tool for communication yeah. for me. How old? I was six, maybe four, four oh or five. God, super early. Yeah, I mean, I listened to the radio like anybody, and yeah. I would be singing along, but I, my mom would notice I wasn't singing along with the singer. I was singing harmonies. Mm. Or I'd be like, you know what? Michael Jackson shouldn't have done it like this. This is how he should have done it. Ready? <laughs> and then I'd you know, come up with my own approach. To Were you playing instruments Piano. Well? Piano. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually a picture of me playing a little toy piano when I was like three with this look on my face like, I'm going to get it. So what happens? You're doing that through high school? Yeah. Do you go to college? I went to college for two years. I studied film. Okay. And that's where I met my bandmates. Corey Beard and Matt Burr were the original two. Uh, we started the band. Uh, it was going to be called Grace Potter's Elastic Band mm -hmm. because I knew, given the turnover of students, <laughs> that it would probably change a lot. But <laughs> we couldn't get a rehearsal slot until two in the morning at this place called the Java Barn. So that's mm. where the, the name The Nocturnals came from. Because you were playing in the middle of the night. Deep. Deep. Well, let's fast forward to the new album. Yeah. Because there's a great story there, too, that yeah. uh, was inspired or, or maybe it was written while you were actually traveling yeah. on the road. Yeah. I mean, after moving to Vermont, uh, it was mid-pandemic, and I yeah. had come from California where I'd given birth to my son. I married the love of my life and found that being back home wasn't just simply a stifling experience. Uh, Vermont is a, a beautiful, wide-open place, yeah. but we didn't have a car. We were hmm. renting a car. And if you remember, the pandemic, car rentals got a little sketchy there. It was a dodgy time for people trying to get from one place to another or even just reserve a, a flight or a car. So yeah. I flew out to California and picked up the car that we had just sitting in our parking lot at our home in Topanga and drove it thinking like, oh, this is just a form and function trip. I'm just being right. a responsible adult going to get a car so we don't have to rent a car anymore. Um and I loved the trip, and it, it brought out 
all kinds of questions, more questions than answers, honestly, but they turned into songs slowly but surely and, and became the album Mother Road. Where did you find that inspiration when you were traveling? What kind of stories did you uncover during oh, that road trip? So many people, really. Yeah. I mean, the stories of the people who live in communities where they're used to people coming and going, and they almost, there's a certain cadence that a conversation can take when you know you're never going to see that person again or that you right. likely won't see them again. Um, and I met a lot of Route 66 enthusiasts, people who obsessively study maps. Mm. I met a geologist. I met two waitresses who also were undercover cops. The, one of them one of them told me and the other one didn't. And then later, <laughs> there's this other thing that the Route 66 community has called crisscrosses where mm. you will overlap with the same people making their way in one direction or another along Route 66. Wow. Um, and I, I got really... I think indelibly affected by um, the the personalities and the stories that came through. I, I was given a hammer yeah. by a certain person who was worried about my protection. For <laughs> they, safety? They there gave was so me a hammer for safety. Just like, you need some kind of a weapon. I was like, well, I don't like guns. And I don't know. I don't think a bow and arrow is a very practical thing to just be cruising around with. No. So they gave me a hammer. You didn't have to use it, did you? No, but it did. It I, I traveled with it. One, yeah. one person, when I stopped in St. Louis... Um, th there's a fine young valet man who I went into an art museum and he was going to park the car and he noticed the hammer right away. I was like, is that for protection or are you a carpenter? <laughs> uh, I was like, maybe both. Yeah. Your new album was produced by your husband. That's right. Eric Valentine. Yeah. How is that experience when you're working that closely with somebody that you also live with? Well, you know, we fell in love as two creative people working together. So yeah. clearly our... I think the kismet of us meeting and making my first record that I had with uh, the record company, my first major label yeah. solo album, as they call it, uh, that was Midnight. And my experience in the studio changed fundamentally. I, I didn't ever like being in the studio. I always referred to it as brain surgery because mm. it, it can feel for, for some a people it's person. really clinical. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. also I'm just I'm I am musical. I'm not a student of music. I don't study the art of it. And honestly, like even musical instruments and gear tends to be the obstacle I need to jump over in order to get yeah. my voice and my message or my story out to the world. But he made it fun and when delightful. You, when you came to the studio, yeah. how fully formed were the songs? Not at all. No, I Not had, at all. I had notes. I had notes and hotel room keys and books. And, um, you know, occasionally I would just scribble things down. Um, that were like little verses or couplets, and I just pasted the couplets all over the vocal booth at RCA Studio A. Wait, I'm sorry, what are couplets? Couplets just meaning like a verse, like a little vignette. Um, you know, I took a little detour out to the crater. The sky was so. Wild these are rage. these are lyri song lyrics yes. that you've written that you yeah. sort of put up there. That yeah, like little haikus. Wow, so they're not you don't yeah. even walk in with a formed. No, song. I I had chords and I had a vibe. Yeah, so each song would be like, all right, so this one's gonna be. I imagine like an Ennio Morricone spaghetti western but with a mariachi band halfway through and then we're going to go to Vegas and it's just going to go full Elvis and then we're going to go back to mariachi and then back to Ennio Morricone and the band's like gotcha and you felt that theme going in yes very yeah much you so. knew already I knew that I thought this record wasn't about the, the record this this record was an original motion picture soundtrack for yeah. my mind and, and it sounds my like mindscape it. was yeah. 
visually there. So I knew that the words would come. Yeah, it sounds like you produced an album that really is the soundtrack to your trip. Yes, exactly. Pretty wild. It's it's a road trip album for sure. (laughs) How has uh, motherhood been? It's been it's been really amazing. And I think part of why the album is called Mother Road is that it was this summoning force of responsibility and the I think there there's a weight that comes with motherhood that so many parents are afraid to talk about because it makes it all seem kind of condescending when you're like, oh, no, you don't know until you know. I I would agree that that is one truth. But I also think that motherhood has brought my youth back to me. It's reminded me of my own childhood and and reminded me of all these imaginary friends who made their way onto the record as well. Has it reframed the way that you approach music? Yes. Yeah. Well, everything, a five-year-old is probably the best A&R person you could possibly have because they're dead honest. (laughs) And if they're not dancing or bobbing their head or crying, um, you're doing something wrong, you know? Does the five-year-old know that you are in a um, prep and landing yet? Oh, yes. So Sagan Sagan has finally seen prep and landing. And he was like, Mom, you are so cool. You're so good at doing Disney stuff. You should do more Disney stuff. Yeah, because you did. You had lines in, um, I forget what the name of the actual prep and landing series was, that one show. But you've also done music for, was it Tangle? I did Tangle, One Tree Hill. I've, you know, I mean, my songs have been in a lot of TV shows. You know, Grace and Frankie, I'm, I'm that voice at the beginning. And, you know, they roll the credits and... It's it's wild how much of my voice sort of sneaks into people's mm. subconscious. Yeah. Um, and I think Sagan, as a five-year-old, knows better than to... Uh, he knows what pretend is. But yeah, mom's cartoon voices for him are much more exciting than my real voice. I'm wondering if it's easier for artists in 2024, 23 yeah. to tour when they can easily connect with family while yeah. they're on the road versus a band out in the 80s or the 70s where it was very difficult to do. I think there's an interesting divide there um, because, and it's not a really female or male mom dad thing, but there is a moment when I'm out on the road where I realize that I'm I'm going, and yeah. this is not a high functioning place for a five year old kid. Right. But at the same time, I'm selfishly wanting him there, and I'm wanting Eric there. So we do find a balance. We actually yeah. we're we're planning their next come on out and visit. They're going to be out for a couple of weeks while we're in California and Montana. And that we usually make it more of a, this is a separate thing. This part of my day is parenthood. This part of my day is the rock show. But right. when I get into the rock show, it's like Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. Yeah. You, you can't be both things. It can, it can really, you have to acclimatize yourself to whatever environment you, you need to be serving. And when it's an audience full of strangers and you, you're ready to go there and connect with them on a yeah. level... Um, you cannot be worried about how your five-year-old is feeling. It, right. it, I do need to have that separation, um, and it's been helpful for me to build those boundaries. It's taken a long time. But well, I, we are looking forward to the Rock Show tonight at Lincoln Theater. Grace Potter, thank you for stopping by it's Studio so J. so wonderful. Thanks for having me. I love this place. This is so awesome. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.